Hi everybody, welcome to Wrong Term Memory. As always, it is me, Jack. And it's me, Colin. Hello, Jack, how are you? I am good, mate, how are you? Yeah, I'm wonderful. Let's... I mean, we've spoke for 20 minutes before we press record. We know exactly how each other are, but we still play this game every week, don't we? Yeah, we decided to play the game, but we're not alone this week. We've decided to reach out to uh, Cross Atlantic, basically, and most of our listeners will be aware um, of the Crow Pod and uh, one of its hosts, Shane, and Shane's joining us today to... There's no real structure to this. Um, we're just going to shoot the ship, basically. So, Shane, how are you, mate? Hi, Jack. Hi, Colin. I'm great. Uh, the middle of a marathon crow session you know it, it, th- this is perfect though this this is a throwback to the old crow where like you know i'd record for like six hours in a day and then try to cut it down into to a 90 minute block to put out that might make sense to some of the people that listen to it so <laughs> but no i'm glad glad to be here this is fun see we like the opposite we will um we will do 40 minutes in the hope to uh, put out a forty-minute podcast. <laughs> there is no, there is no real editing involved. To be perfectly honest with you, and it's got us, it's got us to where we are nowadays. And it, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty good. The patrons will be hearing this first, um, as always. So some of the stuff we're discussing here might be a little bit old. Come um, next week or the week after when the public feed hear it, but that's what you get for being on the public feed. Yeah, if you're going to be a scumbag, it doesn't, have, well, it doesn't want to contribute, it doesn't want to pay any money. It's one <laughs> I don't know how you go about your um, sort of buy me a coffee type thing, Shane, but is it insulting everybody that's, that doesn't buy you one? Does that work for you? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I think I insult people enough to see what the show <laughs> is, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, the show was always free in the original, and it was like, I, I mean, had we all been smart enough to follow David's model, uh, you know, I think we could all have a compound of podcasts together and just piles of cash like fucking Scrooge McDuck. But uh, <laughs> nah, I'm happy. Well, if people listen. If they like it, you can give me money. So it's it's always nice. Plus, I get to win shit. You know, it's fun. It's it's good for everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... Right, so that's it. Now, that says opened up the patron comment section for questions this week and the first one that popped in I kind of think is a question you've probably been asked 1000 times Shane and that, it's from Lewis, we're going to ask it right, you're obviously whereabouts is it you are in America? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rockford, Illinois, beautiful Rockford, Illinois, thankfully uh, no, no, no longer in the top 25 most dangerous cities in the country all right, okay. Take just that, out East St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> so I think a question that probably gets asked of you a lot is, how did you end up becoming a Glasgow Rangers football fan? Yeah, see, the annual... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the annual explanation, mate. But yeah. there'll be a lot of people that won't, won't have heard it, so tell us tell us why. Yeah, I mean, you know, the short version was, you know, uh, my family on my dad's side, uh, you know, from the borders, and uh, my great-granddad, he worked in, in shipyards, uh, well, in Glasgow, Belfast, Liverpool, and then back to uh, uh, Glasgow again. Um, my granddad was the only one of his uh, generation to, to, to come over. Uh, the only one that, you know, have kids uh, over here. So, I mean, it's just a family. I mean, that's that's it. You know, there, there's a really long explanation. I, th- I think of this show with uh, was it Rob and Andy last year. Uh with a much longer explanation, but that's pretty boring after that. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. I think the more pertinent question then would be was it was it the the family connections that got you into soccer? Because let's be honest, most Americans don't particularly take much of a notion towards football as we call it, do they? Really? Uh, no, I well, you know, with that, uh I mean both my brothers played uh, you know, competitively. Both of them played at university level. Uh my oldest brother played against uh Davy Weir when he was at the uh, University of Louisville as a as a cutting striker down right, there. Okay. Right. <laughs> um so no, I mean, you know, it was something that we grew, you know, like we played every sport. I mean, that's just how all of us were. But uh grew up obviously playing football and um uh baseball, hockey. Uh I never really you know, like I'd play American football out in the street with my buddies and shit, but organized stuff, but uh, no, too dumb. Didn't enjoy it. So uh no, I mean I I I probably had access to soccer through, you know, like ASO and shit even before this was uh, really a thing, you know, because back then it was just, you got like newspapers, you know, once a month or once every three months or something that, you know, you get like a package from one of the cousins with copies of the record or fucking whatever in there. And um, so, yeah, you know, the, 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 the access to the club on a regular basis, uh, to be fair, was maybe easier at a, at a younger age, just because with the English teams, you know, kicked out of Europe, um, Rangers were, were on, uh, it was old sports net, um, right. or sports channel, whatever the hell it was called back in the early nineties. So, uh, we were on pretty regularly then. And then, you know, we went back through the period prior to, you know, T1 internet connections and that kind of thing, uh, where it may, maybe it was a little bit trickier at that point, but you know, I, for the past 20, 25 years, whatever it's, it's, uh, crazy to get to. So, yeah. I used to um I used to always look out for those T one internet connections on the Napster days and the, the LineWire <laughs> days. You knew we were on a a quick download if you could find a T one connected file. Oh god, I, my my uh freshman, you know, university in the dorm. I live it was a massive dorm. It was like fourteen floors and had two wing like one half was the girls half, one yeah, you know, I can't remember. It was seven, eight hundred kids living in this one building. And on that T one wire it was just like Oh my God! All the music in the world was suddenly right there, available in seconds. It was beautiful. Great, <laughs> Limewire loyal baby. Limewire. As I was on our one, that was the one for my one. Yeah, that was the days. Yeah. Fuck your computer, like rapid. You know, like the amount of Slipknot underscore born to bleed underscore. X, Y, you, oh, that click, download, <laughs> hi, you, oh, that doesn't play, so fuck knows what was on your computer back then, but, <laughs> yeah, it was a wild west back then, um, and now it's all, it's all pretty legal to do that shit, you know, you pay your yeah. subscription fee, and that's you, yeah. you can download exactly what you want, right, okay, so, it's not going to, we're not going to focus on you all the time, Shane, uh, unfortunately, uh, son <laughs> of a I know, <laughs> I know, bring, some, bring somebody on and then um, say, <laughs> Right, let's focus on the two guys that normally do the show. But that's because the questions get asked this way. So Gordon got in contact. Colin, who do you think is the coolest guy in the world? And he says here that there's two, but there's three guys you can't choose. Can you choose Kanye? Morrissey. <laughs> do you think Morrissey's cool? I don't know. Morrissey's cool as fuck. Right, yeah. okay. And you, he says you can't choose yourself. Like, I, I oh. know 
I know right. you're egotistical, mate, but I don't think you can even come out and say it's me that's the coolest guy in the planet. Uh, uh, third or fourth, maybe. Definitely not the coolest. Um, so if I'm not allowed to say Can, because Kanye is very, very cool as well. Um, he's, he's not as cool now as he used to be, but he used to be a lot more. Um, Anti-Semitism will do that to you. So. Yeah, we just, we just done three full shows about Kanye. Um, I, mean, I don't think, even think we got to the anti-Semitism. There was, there was a big list before that. Of how it was just, it was just was. three weeks of me apologising, basically. <laughs> um, coolest people in the world. Cool, such a, a strange, ver- strange kind of verb, isn't it? I would, if I was a gun to my head, it'd be like Elvis was pretty cool. I think David Beckham is pretty cool. I think Brad Pitt is pretty cool. Um, if I had to just say a cool guy, who would it be? The Rock, Dwayne Johnson's pretty cool. Um, it'd be one of those four. Um, I've just I've just finished the Beckham documentary, so let's go with David Beckham. He's just so handsome. He's got amazing clothes, and he's he's banging a stage squirrel. Let's go with him. <laughs> I quite like David Beckham as well. Have you watched? Have you any interest in that, Shane? Did you watch that at all? I, I sat and watched the four parts in one night. I enjoyed it. I mean, I've got you know, I got tagged up. It's just it's it's one of those things. You know, it's like Welcome to Wrexham. I tend to watch it. You know, while whatever the other half isn't around, or that, uh-huh. you know, yeah, she she has like a eight to five jobs so and i've only worked nights as a journalist or running bars for however fucking long it's been so my, my schedule does not align with the rest of the world so much which leaves me plenty of time at night to uh uh sit around to get caught up on programming like that oh, no, she, she might be down with that one i mean with the you know the victoria crossover there and whatnot so uh but yeah no, I, I got flagged up i'll get to it it, it looks interesting enough um the, the football know. side of stuff's really interesting. You know, you, yeah. you kind of forget how vilified he was, how much people hated him for a long time. Yeah. And how he's redemption, the big choice to leave Real Madrid, all that sort of stuff. You, you, you can't, it's in the back of your mind, but I, I enjoyed it. The, the way they, they flirted around how his cheating allegations was chef kiss, like really <laughs> spectacular, the way they didn't actually <laughs> deny it. Yeah. They didn't deny it. Like, if you watch it, Shane, you'll see it's... Very well edited and executed, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> um, cool guys, yeah. I think Rock's pretty cool. I'll go with that. This one's really, really specific to me and probably Scotland. I don't know. There's a lot of bowls played in England, but Gordon asked me a question as well. Playing his first game of bowls on a Thursday night. Any tips? So this is me speaking directly to one listener, <laughs> um, <laughs> which, is, which is really key to having a... A great podcasting experience. Speaking Broad to demographic here. Yeah, speaking to one guy who's playing bowls on Thursday. Gordon, which, you better be one of the top tiers, by the way, for this. Yeah, it's... Um, this is going to sound really wanky, mate. Enjoy yourself. Um, and if you're going tight, adjust your body. That's, people will know. Like people will tell you if somebody's sort of teaching you a little bit, you'll hear that. Just adjust your body. Just... That's it. Yeah, I can't go. Any, I can't go any deeper than that because we done. I forced Colin about a month ago to do two parts on the history of bowling, and we managed. I, to I'm get saying, this, shows is, this is y'all's lawn bowling, right? This is yeah, not, lawn bowling, okay. mate. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Not, not not the American ten pin. Not uh, ten pin. No. You know, I used to watch the ten pin bowling on Sky oh, Sports Four or something at the time. Like Beautiful. it was like tucked away and. Uh, in the depths at two, three in the morning. Same yes. with baseball. 
Um, that used to be in Channel 5 over here when I was younger. But 10 Pimble, I enjoyed playing it. I used to be quite good at it. Um, when I say quite good, my high score was about 180. Um, and that was when I was younger. That was when I was about 14, 15 I got that. So I, what I'm going to say is, I kind of think, see if, I, see if I stuck at it, I probably could have been world champ. One of the great bowling highlights of my career, the the, the day uh, we won 55 and I was... Uh, uh, my exploits about town here were, were, were being broadcast on Twitter. But we decided to go bowling that night. And at one point, it, you know, I, I, fuck, obviously been drinking since Saturday because, you know, we didn't officially clinch until we got their result on Sunday and everything. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we decided to go bowling. I'm, you know, 36 hours into the session at this point. I've got bright orange trousers on, you know, razor stop. <laughs> Uh, my, my, you know, we're at the bar and I, I get up with the bar. I go, go ahead and cut this. Cause I'm going to slate this fucker. Sure as shit. As soon as I released the ball, I knew like right when it came out of my hand, this, this thing's laying down the strike, had it, nailed it, turned around. <laughs> fucking great. Day. Every, every part of that weekend was awesome. <laughs> and when I say weekend, I mean, eight days. I, went, I, uh, I, I think on Monday, so Sunday bowling Monday, I went and got like five bottles of champagne and went to one of my locals and just sat on the stage up there waiting for people to come up. Just listen to Tina Turner on fucking repeat for the whole <laughs> fucking night. <laughs> I went uh, I went a first date bowling and I'm not particularly good at bowling, so I wouldn't recommend it as a first date. <laughs> because. If you get if you get beat, yeah, I was gonna say it's fine if you're bad because then you both just get to have fun. But if she beats yeah, you. That's I, didn't get beat. I didn't get beat, thankfully. Um, but I didn't get many man points during that either. To be fair, <laughs> um, there was a couple of dates after it, so it wasn't terrible. But yeah, bowling's not a good shout for a first date. Bad shoes as well. <laughs> yeah, they they don't do that anymore. As far as I know, you can just wear your as should be. You just wear your normal. Oh no, not over here! Fuck no. Oh, they, they only changed the rules recently, Shane. Like yeah. maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah. No, I mean here it's uh, no. You you still bowl, bowl. I, but see, I have my own bowling shoes. That's how dedicated <laughs> I am. You got your own bowling ball? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Is it, is it a is it a sixteen? No, actually, I, I throw like a twelve and a half. I don't, I don't go the. the oh, right, so like a wee, yeah. like a little girdle. Well, well, it's what you know. It's it's the control of the. Uh, it's so much easier throwing a light ball. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, I don't know. I mean, twelve and a half is still pretty damn heavy. Once you get you know, when you're playing three games, but it's just because you want you know you get like a sixteen for your for your lead ball, and then usually you got a lighter one for spares and stuff. So I just started throwing the spare ball all the damn time. Right. Okay. So you actually play different shots, different balls. Yeah. So this is how this is how much I don't know. Yeah. I thought like the sixteen was just like the ball you used all the time. No. 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 All right. No. Okay. I mean, but most people have a lead ball between fifteen and sixteen, and then yeah, you got. Is that just because it's heavier and it knocks things yeah. over harder? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. Okay. Well, it's easier to get into a groove. To, you know, well, and most of your lead balls are um, they're weighted to one side. You know, if you're like with, with the consistent league players and shit like that, that's how they get the. It's not all on the wrist. It's also in the weight of the ball, how they spin and move and all that kind of stuff. And also, yeah. folks, if you need to learn more about 10-pin bowling, I suggest a great documentary called Kingpin uh, <laughs> that came out around 1996 or so. <laughs> Wonderful film. 
Uh, we, we've covered that years ago on <laughs> on Heart and Hand. Yeah, one of the listeners and one of the patrons actually, I think, suggested it. So um, it got brought up last week as well as a cult film. As it, it should. Yeah, as it should every week. Yeah. Um, I so I like I didn't realize it was different. It's sort of similar for you mentioned lead balls there. Does that mean like explain that to me? Are you playing in what? teams? Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you have team ones where, like, you'll play in, um, like, in fours against other teams. And is that and just course, a total score then? Just Yeah, yep. total score or, right, you know, okay. like, they'll do match plays sometimes or shit like that. And then, of course, you have, like, individual leagues. Or oh. if you're playing teams, you still want to get the best individual score out of the teams and everything like that. So right. It's just, I mean, look, at the end of the day, 10-pin bowling, especially in the Midwest, you know, you've only got, like, two things to do for about four months a year, which is drink or bowl. And with bowling, you can combine those two. So it's it's same, same with bowling here. Yeah. yeah same yeah. same with lawn bowling. Yeah. Right. Okay, no, that's kind of what I really want to fucking play a game of 10 pin bowling now. Um, <laughs> it's, been, it's been years. It's been years. Right. Um, Blair has asked a question. He says, I don't think I have asked this before. If you were a boxer, wrestler, etc., what would your ring walk song be? I'll very quickly answer this. Um, I feel like he he uh, has asked this before, and it might maybe be some sort of techno type song, or there's a song by Little Big called Big Dick that I quite enjoy that I quite like to come out to and just pump my arms up and down. But what about yourself, Colin? You, does this ring a bell? Rings a bell to me. I think it's come up at some point, or we've been asked to we've been asked to choose songs for the rest of the Heart and Hand Podders before at some point, I think, or something. Um, I would mix it up. I'd probably have three different songs. You just get a random one each night. So I'd have, I'd have Black Skinhead by Kanye West. I'd have uh, I Am the One and Only by Chesney Hawks, and I would also have Build Me Up Buttercup by the, oh, the Foundations. Yes. Yeah. And just, <laughs> Just that would that would determine my wrestler character that night, depending on which one of those random ones started. I'd go with that. Sounds like you've thought about this. Yeah, I've, I've got this. I've got the thing in front of me just now. So I, five minutes ago. Right, okay. That's good prep work. I like that. What about yourself, Shane? Yeah, are you are you into wrestling? What? <coughs> oh my god! Uh, you know, I was younger. I kind of I kind of faded out. Um, there was this little incident in Montreal in 1999. You guys might have heard about that uh, yeah. kind of drove me away from it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not going to go into that one. <laughs> the, the, the Celtic of wrestling is Bret Hart. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I don't know, young Americans, I guess, or or, or Rocky Top, the Tennessee fight song. <laughs> either, either one, I'm coming in hot. So. <laughs> Nice one. <laughs> um, Stuart's went for the juggler here because there's going to be a lot of questions about America because, like, like I, I get pelters. I'm not going to get pelters, but people don't believe me when I say, like, I've never met an Australian or a Welsh person. I think I've only ever met, like, one American in real life and I've been to America. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, Americans are from a different planet to me. In a, in a sense, Colin loves America. And I think... Don't. Uh, don't, yeah. Because I think Stuart's, <laughs> Stuart has asked a question here that is kind of... 
Ah, yeah, it's about America and some of the things that they do. Why does America, I don't know if they do, still have child beauty pageants? Huh. Why is anyone involved not immediately considered a nonce? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I'll handle the second part first, just by responding to the fact that we are, again, looking at a perspective, Speaker of the House of Representatives with strong connections to uh, uh, <laughs> noncery, as it were. Um, yeah, we, we don't, uh, we don't handle that stuff. Well, yeah, you know, the, the child beauty, I, I just watched the, um, what was it? The act it's about the, the, uh, Munchhouses by proxy syndrome, mom, you know, like makes up all the diseases for her daughters. But, you know, there's a part in there where she's in these things. So obviously not something I think about often, but I was watching this just very disturbing. And, and, the, and the, it, that it's like a whole, it's a cottage industry. I mean, that this is a multi, multi-million dollar a year Is it still industry. big? Oh, God, yes. Mm-hmm. It's horrifying. Right, I, think, I, I think people have paid more attention to it, um, you know, in terms of, yes, the, the, the prospect of nonsery of involved. And also the fact that, you know, you watch a show, what was the one with the fat, the, the, the people from uh, the, whatever, South Carolina, the... the, the Honey the Boo Boo, the Beef the... Child, honey yeah, boo-boo. Honey Boo Boo, yes, and that and that kind of thing, or the uh, the Dance Moms, you know, which are just excuses to put like eight year old girls in skimpy clothing. It's 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 horrifying, absolutely horrifying. Thankfully, I associate with no one, at least as far as I know, that has ever been involved in these kinds of. <laughs> That's a big child beauty page and advocate, like. Go, kid. <laughs> like you go over, there's like a whole room off their living room that's just dedicated. You're like, it's dedicated to uh, six kids. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, that, the, the, that film, Little Miss Sunshine, is really good as well. Look at it from that side. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's a fun way of poking it. I just know. Yeah. No, I, yeah I, look, it, I, we were doing a show last year and it's coming back on the Crowpod. So, you know, Crowpod Explains America. Where I try to explain this stuff to my friend Colin, who who lives here and has for a while, but you know, is from Scotland, and still after I, th- I think Colin's been here about a decade and a half, none of it makes any sense to him. And, and truly, uh, the, this country is very disturbing on a number of levels every day, and it comes up with a new way to do it all the time. And that's like I hadn't thought about child beauty pageants for well, why would I? Whatever, yeah. <laughs> and and, and I, I'm glad to know that somebody who has moved to America 15 years ago still finds it wildly confusing. Yeah. Well, I, I went back because, you know, like student loan repayments are a thing again now. Which well, there's is actually a, a question about that later, but we'll cover it right now. That's grand. Yeah, go. Firing in. <laughs> no, so the question was... Um, it was something about why are Americans so angry about Joe Biden cancelling billions of student debt loans? So, oh, okay. <laughs> well, one, is <laughs> he's, he's Joe Biden and not, you know, if it was Trump's idea, obviously they would have loved it. Um, student loans, again, there's a whole profile episode about this. And you don't have to scroll. It's from last September, but obviously we took most of the year off, so you don't have to scroll very far. Student loans are a $1.7 trillion, with a T, and R trillion dollar part of the U.S. economy, and the the payments, at least as far as federal subsidized loans, were frozen as a result of COVID. And then, uh, of course, the, the Biden administration. Now, again, we're only talking about like 
the federal loans, right? Because there's private lenders who obviously, you know, if you get banks a way to make money off of people, they're going to take it. Um, but th- th- they were just going to eliminate part of people's federal loan debt. And Republicans lost their goddamn minds. Uh, obviously, it's already gone to the Supreme Court once. Why is the cat doing this right now? Um, <laughs> and, I love that. Uh, it's so good. Uh, but um, no, it's it's uh, it's. Uh, it, I mean, you can see it. Not you know uh, who's that? Uh, Klepper Jordan Klepper, I think is his name. Who's on the Daily Show? Daily Show. You know, he he goes and does the um uh you know he he goes to the MAGA conventions or rallies let's say, the the Nazi rallies whatever you know call them what they are and um he, he's you know he'll sit there and like proposition these people like you know don't you think it's horrible like Hunter Biden you know getting all this money and blah 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 yeah you know he should be put in jail oh that's you know well, what about Jared and Ivanka taking. Two billion dollars from the Saudis. Well, no, that's fine. You know, I mean, that's that's the same. With, you know, the student loan debt. It, well, and of course, then you have these people too that either didn't go to school or went to school and they're just assholes. But you know, they oh, you know, if you go, if you take out a loan, you just have to pay for. Okay, well, why don't we focus on the problem that it costs so goddamn much to go to university in the first place? So how place? much? So, so how much in America? Like I've got student debt at the moment. It comes out my my wage every yeah. month, and yep. it only started coming out my wage once I started making X amount of money. Right. But I think my total student loan debt, basically, once I left, was round about twenty twenty five thousand pounds. What are you talking about in America? So the average. I, 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 again, I ballpark in these numbers from that show. Yeah, you can go back and listen to yeah. it, but a lot more numbers. But I, I think I want to say there's 43 million Americans carrying some level of student loan debt, uh, which means that the average amount, you know, if you again 1.7 trillion is around $37,000. Um, it's, it's actually not that much different from what our. Depending no, on no, rate. but but see, but you you know, as you talked about there, you have a a payment structure that you guys have to cross some kind yeah, of zero interest as well. So I don't pay any interest on it. Yeah, no. Well, so think about this uh, with, with the private loans. Again, you know, there's federal subsidized loans. You get those while you're in school. They don't accrue interest while you're in university, right? Then you don't obviously start repaying them until you. But you do start repaying them within ninety days of leaving university, either you don't complete your degree or, you know, you do private loans, typically how these are dispersed. Like, you know, you go to your university, you go into the the financial aid office and they look at their little chart their spreadsheet there. And it says the normal degree path for this person uh, takes five years. So the company, now, now the university has approved lenders that they work with, right? So they get to pick, the lenders that they're going to work with in the first place. So part one of the racket part two is that the private lenders pay out basically a bulk sum, right? For the five years, four and a half years, five years, whatever it is. You only get that once a year. The university gets that lump sum, gets to hold it in their own accounts, make money off of the interest on that. Meanwhile, the entire time you're in school, that is accruing interest 
even though you don't have access to the money. And it, yeah, so it just sounds like going. a right. Okay, I, as I think I described it in that episode. I mean, the mob does this kind of shit. I it's mean, racket- it's racketeering by the yeah. sounds of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like you, you have, you know, common story. But a friend of mine that just posted, you know, last night because again the bills started coming down again for a lot of people within the past month. Um, that you know he's been out of school for eighteen years. And owes more money now than he did when he graduated. That's, That's what making the, the minimum, you know, making his payments every single month for 18 years. And he owes more money now than he did when he graduated from. from oh, don't get me wrong. Like, I, like, I, like, yeah, that's different. Like, yeah. I left, it was £20,000. And every £1,000 I pay towards that reduces it by £1,000. Nope. No. Nope. Uh, I mean, you, you pay. Uh, yeah, I again. If you want to know all about this shit, I, I go back and listen to it. about yeah. it. Go listen to it because it's horrifying how the system works. And of course, like so many other ills of America, a construct of Ronald Reagan's great, great governance of this nation. <laughs> so, oh, American politics is something I am not all fair with. To be perfectly honest with you, so. <laughs> Reagan bad. Reagan bad. Reagan bad. Is that is that the is that the thing? Right. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Um, right, Colin. We'll tell you what. We're going to split this episode into two. So we'll come back to a couple of the questions um, from Jock and Gordon next week, um, and we'll move on to some of the other stuff here, Colin. Okay. Um. So this other stuff that you have so kindly put together, Jack. Um, that I'm reading for the first time, but you'd never know due to my professionalism. Um, this, this was sent in by Neil, um, an anti-seatbelt advocate, and it's uh, a guy called Derek Keeper. Shane <laughs> obviously knows this story. All too um, well. <laughs> uh, Uncle Sam is not here to regulate every facet of life, no matter the consequences. Um, this fellow Derek later passed away in a car crash where he was ejected from the vehicle. Because he wasn't wearing his seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, is... I include this because Neil, who's a a big uh, contributor to uh, not only paying his money but uh, like content, sent this in and tagged Shane in it. And Shane <laughs> seemed to know quite a lot about this guy. So tell us about this Derek guy and how much of he deserved this comeuppance, perhaps. So Derek was a, uh, he was a, he actually wrote this column uh, in the student newspaper. I, I believe it was the university of Nebraska at Lincoln, the, like the flagship university of Nebraska campus. And he was all, he was a junior, I think maybe you know, 21 years old. And um, like so many libertarians in this country or people who describe themselves, like there's no real philosophical uh, deep seated, you know, root to why they, they believe or say this kind of shit. Um, they, they, I, I don't know. They just walk around annoyed all the time. And, you know, so he decided, I think one of the quotes uh, in his piece was something to the effect of, uh, it doesn't matter, you know, how much uncle Sam tries to do this stuff to us, where people are still not going to wear their seatbelts. He'd written this column for the student newspaper in late September so, you know, within the first few weeks of uh, uh, the semester starting. 
and then died after being ejected from his vehicle on the winter break just four months later because he didn't have his fucking seatbelt on. And his obituary leads off with, you know, Derek was a very smart, engaging one, blah, 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 all that kind of crap, who would do anything for his friends, to which I would point out he would do anything for them except wear his goddamn seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> but the the driving laws, I don't, again, I'm like an alien race to me at points. The driving laws, when it comes to using mobile phones and stuff like that in America, seem, uh, uh, is that state-based or is it like, seems draconian because you always see people using a phone and stuff like that in America and surely... Yeah, I, well, I, every yeah, all all of our all of our any laws pretty much are state or locality based. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean there there are by and large like I mean using a mobile phone while you're driving. As far as I know, you can't do it in any state anymore. It's got to be like a hands free device or something. Right? Okay, back. sorry. Right. I thought that yeah. was still a thing you could do. No, in America, but I mean it, like... it, it definitely took to, well, it took time to come in, took time to phase in. Of course, it's not enforced very well. And then one of the biggest problems I see, uh, <laughs> one of the biggest things I I harp on about here with the, my local polis and, uh, you know, city workers, including the mayor who I caught using his phone one day and who's a friend of mine. And I yelled at him to put your goddamn phone away, Tom, you're driving is, you know, what? when people see police on them constantly, not wearing a seatbelt, not using a turn signal, not stopping at stop signs, not stopping at red lights, you know, and, th- and then they, they're, they're turned around trying to force these kinds of lies. You know, it's, uh, well, I mean, much like anything else with American policing, it's very much do as I say, and uh, really, 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 please don't pay attention to what I'm doing because uh, you, you don't uh, you don't need to know about that. America does have the the finest traffic law in the world, though. Just one law, and it's uh, been able to turn right on a red. Yes, that's it's, beautiful. Oh, it's amazing! It's yeah. just fantastic. It's yeah. the best. I don't know why I don't do it here. We'll be turning left on that idea, yeah. but yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, it saves some, it helps traffic flow immensely. Until, yeah, of course, you deal with idiots who won't take a right. Because then you get the people who won't do it. Because uh, you're at fault if there's an accident, aren't you? It's you're, if, if you've turned right on the red, it's kind of, it's on you, basically. Yeah, well, accident. yes. Yeah, because, I mean, you have to yield appropriate. Obviously, come to a complete stop and then yield. But although there is, well, speaking of weird laws, um, the only, in most states, I think in every state, actually, the only time you're not at at least partial fault for an accident, no matter what happens, is if you get rear-ended, either stopped at a stop sign or a stoplight. Under any other circumstance, no matter what it is, you are going to at least be partially at fault for whatever the collision is. So even if a guy is, like, pissed out of his mind, driving 80 the wrong way down the freeway and collides with you, it's still going to be partially your fault. Partially your fault. It's also, it's illegal to overtake a school bus as well. Yeah, when they're stopped, yeah. They they have, like, fold-out stop arms with, like, bright, flashing red lights. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you you know, you see these stories often where, I can't believe that I got a $5,000 fine. But, like, what the fuck are you... You rode a school bus as a kid... You've been driving hard. Like, it's one of the first things that you learn. And also, it, it's a giant red sign that says stop on the side of the damn vehicle. Like, you can't, you can't really miss it. it you know, it's, it's right in there with people who try to, like, run level crossings or stuff like that. Like, yeah. I, I really can't feel bad for you. Sorry. 
Absolutely not. Uh, what else have we been sent, Jack? What have we yeah, talk, I suppose talking about, I suppose like a school bus isn't, well, it is public transport in a sense, but like trains are public transport. Now, I don't know if you've heard this story or if it is, I think it's verified, but the firm who repaired seat covers on San Francisco's BART trains started paying people to slash the fabric and eventually accounting for eighty five percent of vandalism reports. <laughs> now is is that is that genius or is it just after they get caught like, it's, not, it's not genius you're talking about it just now. Yeah, well, yeah, well that that that's the issue, I suppose. But when it when the the seed was first planted, the plan was first sprouted. We can just get people to slash the seats. And that's, that, uh, that's some SMP level government financing. People would do it here. People would do it for free. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that. That's a, uh, that's definitely a plausible scenario. I mean, look, our, our entire ninety percent of our government expenditures are, you know, military contractors just making shit. Like, oh, you need a new uh, uh, laser targeting system for your uh, Johnson rod or whatever the hell it is. I mean, you don't know, you don't know what the hell they're charging you for. It's, you know, how, <laughs> just get the Pentagon one and a half trillion dollars a year. Don't worry about where it goes. Who cares? <laughs> I saw I saw Biden on the news this week talking about Israel. And everything that's gone over there, and he was asked. Okay. I think he was asked, like, "Is I don't want to get into that debate of God." No, and he was asked, like, um, "We're not doing it." No. He was asked, "Is this America's war?" And he said, "Of course it is." Yeah, we're the greatest, most powerful nation of all time. We could, we could fight in ten wars and still defend our own country at the same time. Yeah, um, but you know, we we can't take care of our own veterans. Yeah, or, we can't you feed know. our people. We can't have got all sorts of, but we can throw money. We've at got for profit healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> But he was it was just the way he said it. He was as always with Joe Biden, he said it with such such certainty and he was so believable of what he was saying, but he was still stuttering and mummering his way through it. So it sounded like he wasn't. It was just the way he said it will be the greatest, most powerful, strongest nation that's ever been. The, the Roman Empire might fancy a Guara, I don't know. There might, there's a few yeah. other empires and stuff. Well, I, you know, I mean, there's a track record of uh, wars since I don't know, 1945 that might say otherwise. I'd... <laughs> Not doing too well lately. <laughs> I tell you what, I think we'll, I think we'll wrap it up there for today's episode. And Shane, if you'd be so kind, you want to come back and join us on next week as well? Absolutely, absolutely. Right, cool. Um, it's going to be a lot of, again a lot of stuff about America and its flaws flung at you, Shane, but... Um, Is it all your fault, Shane? You represent America. You represent... That's fine. ...all of America. Um, to, our, to our listeners anywhere who are all from Glasgow, so... so I, I need James Sands to come back so you guys can shit on him. <laughs> I, I, I'm no. kidding. I don't... No, don't come back. Please <laughs> Never, ever come back. But, yeah, we'll come back next week. Colin, cheers, mate. Cheers, thank you. Right, Shane, we'll speak to you soon, mate. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
call and I personally don't think there's anybody still listening and if they are they're pretty hardcore long term memory fans and I would be expecting them to go and sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory or by clicking the link in the show notes absolutely and if for whatever reason they can't do that and paying for content isn't their bag they can still offer us continual support by leaving a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts 